0: You know, most problems in healthcare are fixed already. Primary care is already cured on the fringes. Reversing burnout, physician shortages, bad business models, forced buyouts, factory medicine, high deductible insurance that squeezes the docs and is totally inaccessible to most of the employees. The big squeeze is always on for docs. It's the acceleration of cost and the deceleration of reimbursements. I want you to meet those on this show that are making a difference With us, Ron Barshop, CEO of Beacon Clinics, that's me. So in the economy today, what is the iceberg we can see? Well, we can see the record profits of the bigs, the big health systems, the big insurers. This has actually turned into a golden era, this pandemic, it turns out. So, when you add in the hospital Marshall Plan of 175 billion clams, which had no quid pro quo for the rest of us, it's actually bigger than the real Marshall Plan and inflation adjusted dollars. So, that one gave us key trading partners of enemies, added world peace, capitalism, and democracy. Okay, the massive iceberg that's unseen is that poverty has doubled, according to the World Health Organization. We've also lost 10 years of employment gains worldwide. In the US, we have 60 million that are collecting unemployment, which is 12 times the norm. We have 90% mass transit ridership drop. For example, the New York subway system has a $16 billion shortfall and the airlines are losing $80 million a day. A third of all routes are gone. 60% of all restaurants, according to Yelp, are permanently closed, and 6 to 12 million evictions are predicted this month, December. It's historic because it's never topped 3.7 million in the history of America. Bankruptcy filings are up 50% month over month. Suicide hotlines are up 800%. Alcohol sales are up 800%, and we have 3.6 trillion in federal debt, more than we had this time last year. The untold unmeasurables are buildups and especially mental health. Cancer and heart treatment and testing, all the kinds of labs. These are the rat and the snake. It's huge, the deferred tests in the labs. So that's all the the under-the-iceberg massive stuff. Above the iceberg are these highly visible profits, business as usual. And below the iceberg is unprecedented desperation, displacement, physical and financial marginalization. Can we just call evil evil sometimes? Okay, on a happier note, I can't wait to introduce you to very sunny Ashley Maltz. And Dr. Maltz started the Austin Wellness Collaborative, which are 1,400 healers from every possible walk of homeopathic and traditional allopathic medicine. She's double-boarded in internal medicine and integrative medicine, and that requires a fellowship, by the way. And if that's not enough, she has a master's in public health. Her practice is all about chronic care management and primary care, but she also does medical acupuncture. And trigger point injections and mind-body medicine, and she completely follows evidence-based medicine versus woo-woo stuff. Welcome, Ashley Maltz.
1: Hi, thank you. How are you?
0: I am fine. Well, I you know I'm tempted to tell you what's not fine because you have such a broad experience. But before we get into what you do and how you organized Austin, Texas, uh, we really don't know what's brewing under the iceberg, do we?
1: Well, we never really knew or know. So all we can do is just do our best and keep going, right?
0: Yeah. Well, so let's talk about uh, Andrew Weil. A lot of you may recognize the name. He's a doctor who popularized this mind-body connection. And Deepak Chopra has popularized Ayurvedic medicine. Um, Do people come to you and say, I'm looking for somebody in those fields? Or do they come to you and say, can you take care of me yourself? Or how does that work when they come to see you?
1: Yeah, it ranges. You know, I did my fellowship under the, at the school that Andrew Weil founded, Dr. Weil in Arizona. And um, along with a concurrent uh, integrative medicine fellowship at Stanford Hospital in, in Stanford, Connecticut. And so I've had a lot of training from amazing mentors. So people, you know, are seeking out a new kind of way to, to, have a relationship with a doctor, A, they want more time with their physicians and their healthcare practitioners in general, and B, they, they may not want to be put on medications right away or um, have invasive procedures or, you know, surgeries, things like that. So people are seeking out alternatives and that's where they end up in, in my office.
0: Well, I had the opportunity about a year ago to be in not only Sri Lanka, but also China within the same week. So I got to experience for my tinnitus, which is really my only medical issue that I know of. I got to deal with Eastern medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. And I got to tell you, in both cases, they got rid of it for a while. It's not a permanent cure, but they gave me some concoctions that really made for the first time in my life a difference.
1: That's fantastic because honestly, that's one of the hardest diagnoses to treat. I, I have not had great success with treating tinnitus. so. I'd love to know what they used. And, um, you know, I do refer a lot out to people who specialize in those types of um, types of medicine. So, you know, I don't have to know it all, but I definitely like to uh, have my resources.
0: He felt my pulse, that this is the Eastern medicine doc. He felt my pulse. He had me stick out my tongue. He asked about my bowel habits. He looked at my tongue uh, again. Um, and then he asked me a couple more questions I couldn't understand. And then he made a concoction that had me go into the bathroom pretty much all the rest of the week. It was a pretty strong potion, but um, I learned never schedule a food tour right after you've seen Eastern Medicine Doc. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it, um, yeah, it was, it was stunting straight out of an old Indiana Jones movie, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it worked. Yeah. All right. So you, um, put together this collaborative, tell us a little bit about the Austin collaborative.
1: So the Austin Wellness Collaborative came as an idea um, in a conversation I had with a massage therapist friend as he was giving me a massage. He's not a very, it's not a relaxing massage of the kind that he gives, but we were just talking through it and, and the pain. And um, he, I had, he posed the question, what does networking look like versus collaboration? So what are those, what's the nuance difference? And later that day, I had an idea to create a Facebook group with all the incredible um, healers I had met in Austin who were doing such awesome work. And it just kind of organically grew into, this was back in 2017. So it's been about three years and it's grown now. We are about 2000 participants in the Facebook group. We have a membership. Um, where people can advertise to the group and, and on our social media channels and where we highlight our members. And we were having monthly meetups, you know, prior to Corona virus um, pandemic. And it was, it was, you know, it was a really nice community of people and we can share ideas and resources and referrals. So that's where that came from.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about your own brand of medicine. What is it that uh, I think separates you from other functional medicine is you seem to do a lot of this yourself or do you have other staffers that are doing the acupuncture and some of these other, um, uh, the medical acupuncture and the trigger point injections?
1: So I learned those specific techniques in my fellowship where I had my hands on patients every single day and was using needles and um, you know, acupuncture, the trigger point injections and acupuncture as well as mind body techniques and regular clinical medicine. That being said, I do some medical acupuncture. I am not an acupuncturist. I did not go to Chinese medical school for four years and learn all of the amazing techniques that are in there, uh, ranging from dietary changes to herbs, to uh, massage techniques. So I don't call myself an acupuncturist. And if I feel like I need someone who can do Chinese herbs or Um, a more specialized version of acupuncture than I I for sure I refer. We do have one amazing acupuncturist in our clinic, Jameson James. And so he is my go-to currently, but there's some that specialize in fertility and some that specialize in cardiovascular health. And so, you know, it's, I, I, I choose what the patient needs basically. So, and then, yeah, I pretty much do everything else myself, nutritional guidance, uh, ordering supplements, labs, you know, all the functional medicine interpretation and, and guidance with patients.
0: You know, so medical acupuncture is something that we learn. Crossover Health is doing out of California. They're all across the country now. They're at the Amazon Fulfillment Centers and headquarters, and they're at LinkedIn and uh, Intuit and a bunch of other Silicon Valley uh, and that's part of their everyday practice.
1: I used to work for a Crossover Health, so I'm very oh, well familiar. Too. Yeah, it's a great, great organization. Yeah, and I was going to be doing it at one of the sites, but it just, um, I ended up leaving that work for another opportunity. And yeah, it never came to fruition, but uh, here we are.
0: Do you think medical acupuncture is something that we're going to see a lot more of in this country?
1: Absolutely. I would say just even acupuncture in general. Um, there's now, you know, insurance is covering it for certain conditions. Medicare has come out with like guidelines for it um, for for chronic pain, I believe, or low back pain. So at least it's one condition that can be treated. And there are millions of people with those with chronic pain and low back pain. So it's, it's really exciting. Um, personally, it's one of my favorite tools to use because it gets people out of their heads. I think we as a culture, we think too much and we're constantly perseverating and thinking and worrying and you know, there's so much information coming in that we, we really need to get into our bodies um, and out of our minds.
0: So Eastern medicine is a good example of getting into your mind and out of your body. Uh, And of course, if you live in most Asian countries, you have your choice of Western medicine or Eastern medicine. You can go in door left or door right. So evidence-based medicine is what you and most Westerners follow. Do you think that evidence-based medicine is someday going to absorb more and more of these Chinese and Asian practices like acupuncture?
1: Well, there's actually quite a lot of evidence for the use of acupuncture. So what's happening is like a you know, it used to be a shun, all these things were shunned, and now they've built up such a case with the evidence that we can no longer ignore how effective these techniques are. Granted, they may not work for everyone, and granted, they may have some adverse effects for some people, you know, but how many medications have side effects and bad effects or don't work for some people. Oh, thousands, so many. So to me, it's a really cheap, cost-effective way to reduce pain, anxiety, get people sleeping better, balance you know, their hormones. And it, it really helps um, in those regards. Those are some of the biggest lifestyle issues we see today. You know? So if we can get even just a fraction of people feeling better, I, I personally think it's, it's well worth it.
0: So you are one of our first functional medicine physicians on the show. Um, when I think of functional medicine or an integrative medicine, I think of sort of whole body or whole person medicine. You're not a condition, you're not a diabetic, you're a person with a disease and many other conditions. Um, can, can you separate from our listeners, the difference between a functional medicine doc and the rest of uh, the physicians?
1: Sure, so I get this question quite a lot, as you can imagine. Um, so personally, I actually don't consider myself a functional medicine doctor because I did not do the certification through the Institute for Functional Medicine. That being said, I blend a lot of functional medicine into my practice and I've, I've gone to tons of conferences and learned a lot. But um, I am an integrative medicine physician by my own personal labeling and, uh, and board certified in, in that as well. So the difference to me, so we've got a lot of different ways to practice medicine and ways that were not really common in the U.S. or not known about until more recently. So the way I see it, it's one umbrella, a big, huge umbrella, and I see integrative medicine as the big umbrella. Within it, you've got Chinese medicine, you've got Ayurveda, you've got Indian folk medicine, you've got Native American medicine, you've got, I mean, allopathic medicine, you've got really everything you could ever imagine. Integrative medicine takes the best from all of those that are evidence-based and non-harmful and cost-effective, that's the point, point and uses them as a blend in, in regular medical care. Functional medicine, it, to me, and some might argue with this, is a subset of integrative medicine, or just in general, it's a different type of medicine. It, it's based out of um, naturopathic medicine, which was started in, um, by, in Bastyr University in Seattle, um, and it was kind of taken from there and taken out of just getting a naturopathic medicine degree. Now you, you know, chiropractors can learn functional medicine. Health coaches can learn functional medicine. Allopathic MDs can learn, can learn it and build it into their practice. So it starts, it generally starts with the gut and root cause disease. Um, but so does integrative medicine. So they're, they're, they're similar they're, If you could do a Venn diagram, they all overlap and yet they're all separate. It's really kind of interesting.
0: So it's your favorite kind of case to see is somebody that has a lot of complexity and nobody's been able to solve it before. You're like a crime scene investigator.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I actually really like there's, there's some things people who haven't seen every other uh, dietary changer and, and they haven't tried a lot of things. That's, those are my favorite. I love to open people's eyes to things and, and just show how sometimes it can be really simple, like just a simple change in your life can pay off in dividends. So that to me is like my favorite um, patient. It's not necessarily they've they've been to the Mayo Clinic and they've been, you know, I, I see those people and God help them all. I mean, it's it sucks to be sick and not know what's going on. But I also really like kind of just a, you know, okay, well, let's try this modification or let's get your thyroid medication optimized or whatever it is. I I really like that.
0: I was um, sort of blessed at the beginning of this pandemic and my wife and I had a nice picnic and I said, let's call somebody we really love and admire that made a big difference in our life and thank them. I called my favorite professor from college. He's still around and he's been all over Colorado Springs trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And when I said, how are you doing after 40 years? He says, not well run. And he told me his symptoms and I'm not a doctor. I'm not in trained like you are, but he described basically adrenal fatigue because my business partner's daughter had just had a pretty severe case. I said, um, I have a couple of functional medicine doctors from my show. You can call, um, but try this thing at whole foods and see what happens And he called me the next day and he says, Ron, I was like ready to give up. He goes, I'm like vital and energetic in my 80s. And he goes, and I'd lost it all and it's back again. And thank you. So I I think I know the feeling what you're talking about is uh, just a simple supplement made a huge difference in his life.
1: Right. I love that. I mean, just think of vitamin D. I used to have so many patients who were in chronic pain. And I, was, this was in Connecticut where there's, you know, it's dark, it's cold, so people aren't outside a lot and um, remember their levels being so low and just supplementing with the adequate. And, and now that's, that's vogue, you know, that's the norm with a lot of doctors, but that was 10 years ago and people weren't checking vit- and replacing vitamin D as much. And um, it just makes such a difference
0: so Ashley, when, when someone is in their residency that might be listening now wants to get into integrative medicine, what is your suggestion or advice to them?
1: I recommend either contacting me, <laughs> I can give that information, I'm happy to give that, or um, doing rotations with you know uh, people in the community who practice integrative medicine or functional medicine. And then there are residencies that combine that have a residency component that's integrative. So again, through the University of Arizona, thanks to the Andy, Andrew Weil um, School of Integrative Medicine, they build them into their residencies. So family medicine has quite a few, there's some in pediatrics. Um, I used to be a on faculty at the University of New Mexico, which had the program in internal medicine, so it's, it's growing. And I think psychi- psychiatry, it's growing as well. So it's there. It's just a matter of finding what you want.
0: Very good. Uh, if people want to find you, how do they find, find you, Ashley?
1: They can go to my website, AshleyMaltsMD.com, Or if they're local in Austin, uh, West Holistic Medicine is where I practice. And I'm happy to, yeah, talk with them or answer questions. Or email or phone.
0: And if you could fly a banner over America right now, what would your banner say?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. It would have to be something really clever. So I have to think about that. <laughs> Stay calm and eat vegetables. There we go.
0: Very good. Well, Ashley, thank you for being on the show. And we appreciate learning all about what you're doing and, and how you work. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Yeah,
1: thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening you want to shake things up, there's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode.